Charlie Chaplin said, A day without laughter is a day wasted. A day without willing yourself to look for something humorous is a day wasted. I choose to act enthusiastic this day. I choose to look in the mirror mirror, and stand up on my hind legs and say, I force myself to act enthusiastic and I will become enthusiastic. And then I'll say it in another different way. I force myself to act enthusiastic and I will become enthusiastic. And then I do it at a lower level. I force myself to act enthusiastic till I become enthusiastic. I do it for 10 minutes in front of the mirror till I can get a smile from this meat, from this slab of meat standing in front of the mirror and making it. That's how much I love people. That's how much I love people. And I want to be have the, a right smile when I see people. That's the way I cultivate and massage Fernando's hideaway so he can come out bright and smiling and creative and get all his molecules going in the body. Molecules are lazy. The cells are lazy. The spirit is the one that chooses the direction. The spirit of God that's inside of us, we choose to act enthusiastic and we will become enthusiastic. We will light up the light of life. Folks, the light of life Not be cranky, but get ourselves and force ourselves to act enthusiastic as we light up around people. We don't have to tell people about God. We don't have to tell them to do right. We will just beam with love and beam with enthusiasm and joy and laughter. And they'll say, I want whatever that person's having. I want some of that. Amen. Stephen Wright said, Everywhere is walking distance if you have the time. Stephen Wright. Wrap your mind ahead of around that one. I was not able to. <laughs> right away, well, Sacramento is within walking distance, isn't it? Everywhere. From there to here and here to there, funny things are everywhere. Dr. Suez. From there to here, and here to there, funny things are everywhere. Because I'm taking the catalyst. I'm taking the humorous person with me. The humorous, enthusiastic person is ready to make humor available. Because I probe myself. We probe ourselves. Our next reading is E.E. E. Cummings. He said, The most wasted of all days is one without laughter. The most wasted of all days is one without laughter. If if I can get myself red-eyed, belly laughing, that is an incredible shower of blessings. As far as the medical people are concerned, for one, Mark Twain said, humor is mankind's greatest blessing. Humor is mankind's greatest blessings. Aristotle said, The secret of humor is surprise. Surprise, I'm smiling. Surprise, I'm having a good day. Surprise, I'm looking for humorous things. 
Fernando says, the secret to humor is reading. If you can take a vacation from yourself <laughs> and read into a book, then you will have humor and surprise all day long. So humor will surprise you all day long. Milton Burley said, Earl said, laughter is an instant vacation. Francis Bacon said, imagination was given to man to compensate him for what he is not, a sense of humor to console him for what he is. Oh, thank you, Francis Bacon. That kind of bummed me out, huh? <laughs> Who am I? I'm a, a slab of meat with choices and how the slab of meat is going to feel. W.C. Fields said, start every day off with a smile and get it over with. It's our duty, folks. It's our duty to be enthusiastic, be kind and helpful. Actually, it's courage, isn't it? Wouldn't we call that courage to work on yourself? To keep your sights up. Keep your sights up. Mahatma Gandhi said, if I had no sense of humor, I would long ago have committed suicide. That is amazing, huh? That is heavy. If I had no sense of humor, I would long ago have committed suicide. So when I'm when I have no sense of humor and I hang around with people, I'm slowly committing suicide in front of them. Wouldn't that stand to reason? Analyzing humor is like this, this dissecting a frog. Okay, I don't like that one. Will Rogers said, everything is funny as long as it's happening to someone else. <laughs> Somebody else takes the cake. William Arthur War said, a well-developed sense of humor is the pole that adds balance to your steps as you walk the tight road of life. A well-developed sense of humor. Praise God. Okay, so we have to develop our sense of humor. And our sense of humor is at first wishful thinking. And then wishful thinking uh, finds wisdom to analyze the situation and come up with a humor thing automatically. I think it comes from heaven. You ask me. I think it comes from Father God if you ask me. No one's asking you, Fernando. No one's asking me. Bill Hicks said, It's always funny until someone gets hurt. Then it's just hilarious. <laughs> Lou Holtz said, The problem with having a sense of humor is often that people use it aren't in a very good mood. <laughs> the problem with having a sense of humor is often that the people that use it aren't in a very good mood. See, sense of humor got to become from God. Or from a smart aleck. E.B. White said, oh, let's skip that one. That talks about dissecting a frog. Like, really interesting. I don't find any humor in that one. Emma Bombeck said, there is a thin line that separates laughter and pain, comedy and tragedy, humor and hurt. Okay, let's analyze this for a while. A thin line that separates 
laughter and pain, comedy and tragedy, humor and hurt. Wow, kind of psychologically makes sense, you know, for life. Peter Ustinovi said, comedy is simply a funny way of being serious. Hey, Rachel Marx, humor is reason gone mad. Victor Bogue said, laughter is the closest distance between two people. Did you hear that? Laughter is the closest distance between two people. Okay, we're going to dive into other sayings of Victor Borg, but that was, that was heavy. That If I would rate all these, I, if I would have been rating them, this cat here, Victor Borg, would have gotten an A. And I wonder, he was a, a survivor of concentration camp. Clive James, common sense and a sense of humor are the same thing. Moving at different speeds. A sense of humor is just common sense dancing. I'll tell you what, he must have been drinking on that one. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn, Hepburn said, what a last name, huh? Audrey Hep, Hepburn. I love people who make me laugh. I honestly think it's the thing I like most to laugh. It cures a multitude of ills. It's probably the most important thing in a person. Did you hear that? Audrey Hepburn. It is probably the most important thing in a person. It cures a multitude of ills. I honestly think it's the, it's the thing I like most to laugh. I love people who make me laugh. Wow. Margaret Thatcher said, It's a funny old world. Moliere, Moliere, the duty of comedy is to correct men by amusing them. The duty of comedy is to correct men by amusing them. Huh. Langston Hugg said, Like a welcome summer rain, humor may suddenly cleanse a cool the earth, the air, and you. Langston Hughes said, Like a welcome summer rain. Humor may suddenly cleanse and cool the earth, the air, and you. That's beautiful. There's another A right there. Max Eastman said, It is the ability to take a joke, not make one, that proves you have a sense of humor. It's the ability to take a joke. Wow, there's another A. Not make one that proves you have a sense of humor. And that proves true. I was just wondering... When people used to do uh, funny things, and I was, I was wondering why I had humor, or why did I laugh when I was the one who was being pushed into the lake, <laughs> and as I was going into the lake, willingly, I had no choice, I would smile at the creativity, humor. I thank God. I thought maybe I was just... Uh, not all there, right? I should be angry. But I thought it was ingenious. Me and my brother had gotten home late. We, we saw the theater twice, 007, a Bond movie. 
or something in that nature. And we came late home. It was about 10 in the evening, and we had a pass through the Echo Park Lake. We were at the Ramona Theater on Sunset Boulevard. And walking home wasn't too far of a distance to uh, Temple Street and Glendale. And we had to go through the lake. And we're about, I don't know, 9, 10, 11. And I'm looking, we're looking at the crawdads, because the crawdads come out at that time. And I'm trying to get one, and he's trying to get one, and all of a sudden I just feel these fingers in my back and pushed. And I think as I was going to the lake, I was able to turn around and look at him with a smile before I hit the water. And he let, he took off roaring, laughing. He ran home. And I laughed. I only got, I was able to stand up. I got to my waist, the water. But anyway, humor. He says he don't remember, huh? What a good, what a good sense of humor. He doesn't remember. <laughs> I'm still laughing at the creativity. Simon Wasenthal said, Humor is the weapon of unarmed people. It helps people who are oppressed to smile at the situation that pains them. Whoa. Human is the weapon of unarmed people. It helps people who is oppressed to smile at the situation that pains them. Okay, not speaking to the unarmed people, but the unarmed people speaking for themselves. It helps them to see a previous situation and put a sense of humor into it. Mignon McLaughlin said, a sense of humor is a major defense against minor troubles. Whoa. Sid Caesar, comedy has to be based on truth. You take the truth and you put a little curly cue in the end. Okay, W. Somerset Maugham said, I can imagine no more comfortable frame of mind for the conduct of life than a humorous resignation. I can imagine no more comfortable frame of mind for the conduct of life than a humorous resignation. That's beautiful, too. There's some pretty wise people here that come up with their own quotes. Brainy quotes. Virginia Woolf said, Humor is the first of the gift to perish in a foreign tongue. Whoa. Wow. A pun is the lowest form of humor, unless you thought of it yourself. Doug Larson. A pun is the lowest form of humor, unless you thought of it yourself. Some of you caught that. Good humor is a tonic for mind and body. It is best antidote for anxiety and depression. It is a business asset. It attracts and keeps friends. It lightens human burden. It is the direct route of to serenity and contentment. Whoo, I like that. That was by Grenville Clazer. Thank you. George Elliott said, different taste in jokes is a great strain on the affections. <clears throat> okay. Edward De Bono, humor is far the most significant activity of the human brain. Wow. Humor is by far the most significant activity of the human brain. Thank you, Edward De Bono. Bob Hope, I have seen what a laugh can do. 
It can transform almost unbearable tears into something bearable, even hopeful. He knows, Bob Hope knows that. Jennifer Jones said, If you could choose one characteristic that will get you through life, choose a sense of humor. If you could choose one characteristic. And Fernando says, You can cultivate the most important characteristic in your life when you choose to laugh at yourself in the mirror for 10 minutes in the morning, saying, I forced myself to act enthusiastic, picking up your hands, clapping your hands, standing on your toes. I choose to a sense of humor. I choose to become enthusiastic. And I will become enthusiastic. I got that from a book. It was written in 1929 called How I Raced Myself from Failure to Success in Selling Insurance by Frank Betker. That was the first book I ever read on sales. I couldn't drive anymore because I, I drank too much whiskey. Pretty good, huh? Good society. Get, get, take that license away from me. Aung San Suu Kyi, K-Y-I, said, Humor is one of the best ingredients of survival. Wow, that's heavy, huh? Lucille Ball. I'm not funny. What I am is brave. Ooh, that is awesome. Washington Irving said, Honest good humor is the oil and wine of a merry meeting. And there is no jovial compensation, companionship equal to that where the jokes are rather small and laughter abundant. Well, it's kind of early in the morning. Try to dissect that, but let's go ahead and try. And I got, and this page just keeps going on and on. So please hang in there with me. Where to go? Okay. Honest good humor, honest good humor, is there such a thing? Or there's probably cruel humor too. Is the oil and wine, wine of a merry meeting. A a merry AA meeting. That's right. And there is no jovial, jovial companionship equal to that where the jokes are rather small and laughter abundant. Washington Irvine. Wow, okay, that's, that's the, uh, this is the equivalent of uh, why I go to AA meetings, 12-step meetings, for the honest humor, the spiritual wine and oil that comes from heaven, heaven by coming together and asking God in His presence in our meetings. You know, we pray for Him to be in our midst. We pray in and we pray out and we talk about Him. Ha, huh. and you would think we talk about you. Mel Brooks, humor is just another defense against the universe. Frank A. Clark, I think the next best thing to solving a problem is finding some humor in it. Whoa, beautiful. Humor is the most engaging cowardice. Robert Frost, humor is the most engaging cowardice. Okay. I think uh, Lucille Ball will have something to say about that. She would say, if she was here, I'm not funny. What I am is brave. And I think I can relate more to her. You know, I like myself when I do more uh, comedy. 
because it stays with the person longer than try to oppress a truth and say, well, this got to stop. <laughs> Hugh Sidey said, a sense of humor is needed armor. Joy in one's heart and some laughter on one's lips is a sign that the person down deep has a pretty good grasp of life. Woohoo! Yeah, baby. I'll dance to that. A sense of humor is a needed armor. I got some heavy armor on, folks. Joy is one of hearts and joy in one's heart and some laughter in one's lips is a sign that the person down deep has a pretty good grasp of life. When I look back, when I the storm came in life and I recuperated and got some, I, I like myself because I have humor was there and laughter was quick and truth was ready to put things in its perspective so quickly and so easily that I would humor myself and call myself for what the situations were. And, and it was a good guidance to guide your life, you know, and talking to yourself with humor. Amen. Doug Larson said, a pun is the lowest form of humor, unless you thought of it yourself. Okay, I read that before. Horace Walpole said, imagination was given to a man to compensate him for what he isn't. A sense of humor was provided to console him for what he is. We read that before. Okay. Humor is the most engaging thing, Robert Frost. Jacob Riss said, The more I live, Rilis, R-I-L-I-S, the more I live, the more I think that humor is a saving sense. The more I live, the more I think that humor is the saving sense. Wow, that's heavy, huh? Meaning that our common sense, God is in there. And he, and he comes up with the humorous things. You got to admit, humor comes from somewhere else in life, somewhere in the fourth dimension. Michael J. Fox said, I think the scariest person in the world is the person with no sense of humor. <laughs> Leo Rostein, humor is the affectionate communication of insight. Humor is the affectionate communication of insight. Leo Rosin. Thank you, Leo. Christopher Morley said, Humor is perhaps a sense of intellectual perspective and awareness that some things are really important, others not, and that the two kinds are most oddly jumbled in everyday affairs. Whoa, there's another A. Christopher Morley. Lee. No wonder our lives are kind of dull, folks. We don't dive into uh, philosophers like this, you know. Humor is perhaps a sense of intellectual perspective. You know, intellectual perspective is calisthenics, man, getting in there and reading beautiful literature that talks about humor. An awareness that some things are really important, others not. Okay. And that the two kinds are most oddly jumbled in everyday affairs. One of the reasons, the way I would say to people, um, children are important, uh, appliances are not. Entertainments are not. Children are important. They're, they're tender hearts and the words that go into them. 
They're important. You have to use humor bringing them up. You know, in reasoning. Clifton Fadiman said, A sense of humor is the ability to understand a joke, and the joke is oneself. And that the joke is oneself. Okay, I'll go ahead and act like I understood that. I'll have to stay camp here for a while and figure that one out. And the joke is on me? Is that what he's saying? A sense of humor is the ability to understand the joke. Now, why would you want to dissect and try to understand it, humor when it's spontaneous pun? And if you didn't get it, oh well, keep coming back. Okay, some of you got it. God bless you. Leo Rosen, Rosen, humor is the affectionate communication of insight. I read that. Agnes Replier, Replier, humor brings insight and tolerance. Irony brings a deeper and less friendly understanding. Humor brings insight and tolerance. You know, it's kind of amazing when I grew up <laughs> in Alcoholic Anonymous 12-step program. The people I remember and the people that got most to me and uh, allowed me to come to my senses and and bring out the denial, you know, or it was just a defense, a mechanism on how to survive, you know, denial, uh, pride, ego, ransacking. Uh, irony brings a deeper and less friendly... Un- the irony was was the presence of God that went deep and I saw myself who I was. But humor brought the emotions and the, the tears and everything and the laughter and mixed them together and got them out of the system. I was able to repair from things that I couldn't repair like losses and misery and not finding satisfaction in life at a very young age. And thank God I did that because it allowed me to look for God. Flip Wilson said, Get well cars have become so humorous that if you don't get sick, you're missing half the fun. <laughs> I send a card or I got a card from my sister once. I was getting a, they were looking at my shoulder and uh, she sent me a card that said, thank God you're not a horse or they would shoot you. And I have used that countless times, you know, because they had a picture of a horse in a bed with his feet sticking out and holding a sheet trembling as the doctor came in with his rifle in his back looking at his chart. <laughs> Christopher Hitchens said, I don't think it's possible to have a sense of tragedy without having a sense of humor. I don't think it's possible to have a sense of tragedy without having a sense of humor. It's pretty interesting, huh? I can choose a sense of humor. Thus, I choose love. I choose life. I choose success. I choose to see good things. Something is good is about to happen if I expect and choose a sense of humor early in the morning. But if I keep my sense of tragedy, guess what's going to happen? I have I have chosen a sense of tragedy. Something And that takes a long time to get out of your system. Uh, Pending doom, the sky's falling syndrome, you know. 
when you grow up in poverty, then you uh, you smoke something that just throws off your nervous system, and then you're always crying wolf. So use a sense of humor. Thank God for the crying wolf. Thank God for the situation. And with thank you God and a big old uh, drum or one of those clanning cymbals or going in there. What are the other things? Those uh, those two metal plates that you slam together. Uh, they'll come to me in a minute. That rabbit that's being stubborn and it's inside me. He wants, he wants carrots. I don't think it's possible to have a sense of tragedy without having a sense of humor. Christopher Hitchens. Thank you, Christopher Hitchens. And our last one for today is Edmund Hillary. Edmund Hillary. Good planning is important. I've also regarded a sense of humor as one of the most important things on a big expedition. When you're in a difficult or dangerous situation or when you're depressed about the chances of success, someone who can make you laugh ease the tension and allows the wisdom to come forth. I put that, the wisdom to come forth. All right, Edmund Hillary, very good. Who, who are these people? You know, I'm quoting to you from brainy quotes. I hate to tell you that because you're going to leave my podcast to go look for it directly yourself. But you won't have the pun, which is me. <laughs> now, let's read a little bit of Edmund Hillary's uh, statements. I think I remember that person. I don't know what he did. According to his humor, he, he was uh, must have been a missionary, right? New Zealander explorer. <clears throat> That's who he was, a New Zealand explorer. No one remembers <clears throat> who climbed Mount Everest <clears throat> the second time. <clears throat> People do not decide to become extraordinary. They decide to accomplish extraordinary things. Life's a bit like mountaineering. Never look down. I believe that of all things I have done, exciting though many of them have been, there's no doubt in my mind that the most worthwhile have been the establishing of schools and hospitals and the rebuilding of monasteries in the mountains. Wow. You know, this guy is not boasting. When this information hits the right soul, the right soul says, ha, I got a new goal in life. The things I can do. I can establish schools, which I always thought about um, uh, a children's in uh, establishing a school, 12 step, teaching them the 12 steps, and hospitals, and teaching them the 12 steps about the mind and body control and, and nothing but natural substance, you know. The last resort will be five. You know, penicillin and other things, five different types of medicines, but you're going to have a hundred forms of natural medicine sun, air, starvation, uh, walking, uh, exercise, keto, you know, I, and going into the mind with Mozart and Bach and, and, and words and reading and affirmations and all that stuff to get a person healthy. And no television and no Fox News. 
I told this one guy he needed to stop drinking. I said, hey, you got to concentrate on the 10, 11 year old boy and just wrap your mind around his activities and, and get it concentrated on that and your wife. And don't go back to work because your work is competitive. They're allowing you to drink and do not get television. You got to stick with us for a year coming every day to these meetings so you can get your life. Well, no, that's, they thought I was a, we were a cult that I was telling him not to get his television. He got his television. He got hooked on negative TV and news. He went back to work. He started drinking with his with the boss. It wasn't long before he was fired again. Was trying to help him get sober. Back and forth. After a while, lost a lot of weight. Living on the side of his um, wife's mercy, at the side of the apartment building on a little hutch there. And making her life incredibly tough. We kept telling her, thank God for the situation. Keep thanking God. Keep thanking God. And she raised herself from failure to success. The guy finally left to go live by it with his dad. And uh, last time I heard, he passed away. But, you know, I would, we would drop and pick up his kid, help the wife. And... Um, I'm saying this is that we can make a, a difference in other people's lives. Right? The boy is in college today. You know, the boy, I asked him to buy a house for his mom. He's, and uh, I don't know if he's 10, 11 years old. He talked about, I want you when you grow up, your goal is to buy your mom a house. I tell that to the young kids. Any kids out there, tell them, your goal is to buy and situate your parents first. They're going to make so much money, they're going to easily buy a house on their own. Two or three or four. All right, that's enough. You heard my ranting now. One more, Edmund Hillary. Good planning is important. I also regarded a sense of humor as one of the most important things in a big expedition. When you're in a difficult or dangerous situation, or when you're depressed about the chances of success, Someone who can make you laugh eases the tension. And that's for a lot of us that live in Los Angeles. <laughs> Edmund Hillary. Now I understand. There, there must be a movie made on this cat, right? There's got to be a movie. Okay, one more. If you cannot understand that there is something in man which responds to the challenge of this mountain and goes out to meet it, <clears throat> that the struggle is the struggle of life itself, upward and forward, upward, then you won't see why we go. Edmund Hillary. And you know what? It's amazing. A lot of us think that the mountain of drinking and we can conquer it, the mountain of rage we don't have a mountain around there or I usually use the illustration with working with somebody that when we get to the top of the mountain peak to peak we got to uh, challenge ourselves or when you get to the top of a success say for instance you stop drinking for a year I said you got to look at the second year the third year and get the appointments find out what day it is and make a commitment with me that you're gonna take me, we're gonna go out and dinner and we're gonna do something different and that's what we're gonna do and think about that. Because after that one year, peak to peak, he gets to the peak top of the mountain and then he goes down into the valley 
to another year to get up to the other peak the second year. And we lose a lot of people right after they reach the one year, they'll drink, they'll fall off the mountain. Why? Because you reach the success pinnacle. Everybody talks about getting to the first year. So I challenge them to get the first, second, and third year all formatted and put it in your calendar, make a make a written covenant statement. I hereby, I'm going to take a Fernando out to, you know, for hamburgers at such and such place, you know, by the beach, and we're going to celebrate and go to a meeting, blah, 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 and then sign it. You keep a copy, he keeps a copy, and I'm telling you, what you write down and you sign it and you the covenant, it's a 55% chance of holding on when the troubles of life come. Oh, I'm not going to drink. I got I have a, an appointment and a goal and I gave my word and I'm committed to it. That will spring up. A defense will come from a higher power, not to drink, not to destroy. Things are valuable, making commitments. I got that from a 130-year-old person named Johnny Wooden, that he was 100 years old. He was still making rounds and speeches all over the place. He had a heavy itinerary, a very well-sought-off speaker, a former coach for UCLA. Human life is far more important than just getting to the top of a mountain. Edmund Hillary, a human life is far more important than getting to the top of the mountain. I love you. God bless you. Give them heaven, family. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily humor and forgive us for our nonsense as we forgive those who nonsense against us and lead us not into despair and temptation or critical but deliver us into laughter and joy and spiritual power we ask and pray in jesus name amen amen get out there persons and mess it up (laughs) i love you